Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world today. I certainly welcome you to Wow, What a Show. Once again, we are in a day that God has made. And in this day, we have been privileged to watch Him work. We had a little bit of snow in our area today, which is really becoming a more and more uh, kind of a phenomenon. <laughs> I live in the part of, of the United States where uh, snow was par for the course in this state. It was not only in January, but it could happen as early as November. And I have lived through the change. So here we are. The Lord is in his holy temple. The Bible says, let all the earth keep silence. Because when he is there, there is no one else greater. And so we bow the knee and we do keep silence because he is speaking and we really do want to hear what he has to say. God bless you all. This is Wow What a Show, the Reach podcast of Rehoboth Institute of the Arts. My name is Phyllis and I am the host. Well, host, I don't know, hostess. It doesn't sound quite good to say hostess, but I'm the host of this show. And um, hopefully in the coming months, I will take the co-host position as we will have some very wonderful people, very gifted and, and busy people joining us. As we say, wow, what a show, what we are doing is acknowledging the performance of God in every new day. The Bible tells us in Psalm 19 that the heavens declare his glory, that the firmament shows forth his handiwork, that the day utters speech and the night shows knowledge. If you contemplate those words and if you just think through waking in the in the day with the the uh sun right having dispelled the darkness of the night well because the scientists tell us that things are rotating but however it happens it is a miraculous awakening and we live into the dawn and we meet in the dawn the mercies of god all new, ready again for our covering. That truly is love. And that is not just a word talking about emotions. That is an action of God to the people that he has created, seeing to their very needs on a level that we actually can never ever see or understand nor do we have to be concerned with it because he has built it into the science of our existence. Day unto day, uttering speech. And the psalmist further says, there is no place where their speech is not heard. This is happening all over the world. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. So saith God's word, and that was his love and is his love in the creation. Good evening. Oh, I opened my eyes and here we have so many wonderful people. Tony, so good to see you again. Light Touch, God bless you for being here. And uh, I got calls from folks who said they were coming, so we shall see. 
But here we are. And as I said, when I come in, if it's only me, I am just as excited as if I had thousands of people before me. Why? Because I get to talk about and witness of and remind myself of the love of God, his greatness, his power, him as my father. I welcome you guys and I'm so glad that you are here. Please join right in with your chats. I promise you I'll try to keep my eyes on and read them tonight as we journey forth in a series titled Hypocrisy in the Ranks is a question, right? This is February 1 in the United States, in the Eastern Standard Time Zone. We are in the a new month. We just finished the, the month of January, and I hope you took uh, opportunity to go through the book of Proverbs with us again on the episode list and that you find at Rehoboth Institute of the Arts, or if you simply search Athelia's I-A apostrophe, as I'm writing it now, podcast. That's how I got to, um, I got caught with that because when I went in to, you know, do this, what now, five, six years ago, and yeah, six years ago, I typed it in, well, it came in from my email, right? And I didn't know that it was going to be titled Athelia's Podcast. <laughs> I wanted it to be Rehoboth Institute of the Arts, which I have now changed it still search Athelia's podcast. You can also search uh, Rehoboth Institute of the Arts uh, and you will you will um, come upon the podcast. I'm, I'm typing it in you also. Rehoboth Rehoboth R-E-H-O-B-O-T-H I-N-S-T-I-T-U-T-E-O-V-T-A-G-A-R-T-S. I hope it's Institute of the Arts. That's the official um, name of the podcast, at least from our, our end of the matter. But if you type that, you go for 31 days in the month of January, you could have revisited the Proverbs. And of course, they are there in series and in order this time. There are some, a, a, a few glitches going on. Hopefully, uh, you'll be able to hear all 31 chapters of the book of Proverbs, both read and commented on by a guest readers by myself. And here, here we are again. Thank you so much for joining, as I said. And the title of this, well, at least, I don't know how many will be in the series, but at least for tonight, we're going to examine love and therefore hypocrisy in the ranks. It's a question. When we uh, call ourselves Christians, Jesus Christ said that we would be known by our love, right? We would be known by our love. Now, I looked up some scriptures, but I didn't look that one up. And they'll know we are Christians by our loves, uh, by our love. And if somebody gets that from me, you know, I, it just came to me now. Um, but that's what he said. He said that we would be known by our love. And so when you hear uh, so much coming from a group of people who say that they love the Lord, but their words and their actions are both divisive, how in the world can they be who Jesus Christ says we are and to be known by? How can it be? That is the question, right? 
And so I conclude after, you know, um, the, the thinking on the thing and praying about it for, for many, many years. I'm don't I don't know uh, exactly what's going on. I cannot judge it. Right. The angels couldn't judge it. So surely I cannot judge the heart of men. But I can say that Jesus also says that we shall know the, tr the tree by its fruit. So if the fruit of a tree is um, is an apple, right? Then, then what falls off that tree should be an apple. And if the tree, the tree is bearing uh, good apples, then we know it's an apple tree. But if that tree that says it's an apple tree is bearing thorns and, you know, I don't know, some round balls that don't have any good taste and are not good for you, then we shall question what that tree truly is. Is that tree an apple tree just because it says it is one? No, we've been told in God's word to discern the matter. He says, discern, try the spirit by the spirits. I think that is in the, of the apostles uh, writing. So we are not duped by a person's words. We are rather able to discern by their actions exactly who or what they say they are. And that is no judgment. People will tell you quick like and in a hurry, you're judging me. Well, no, we're not. What we're doing is calling the tree <laughs> as it yields fruit. So we have in this country, I don't know, we, we've gone through a lot in this country. You know, the United States of America is both a good country and, and one that has its own issues as any other country. There is no perfect place on earth. We're not looking for a perfect place on earth. We are looking forward to a perfect place in eternity. And so we have every reason to then look at the matter and wonder about what is going on, especially when we are on the receiving end of that which is the rotten fruit of these so-called trees of righteousness. So then, um, uh, it, it is, is there hypocrisy in the ranks? That is really the question. So Jesus Christ also said, and I'm quoting now from the book of John, 1 John uh, chapter 4, verse 20 and uh, verse 21. He says, if a man say, I love God and hates his neighbor, he is a liar. He's just not telling the truth. For he that loves or does not love his brother, who he has seen, you can actually see the man. How can he then love God who he has not seen? And then he further states this commandment we have from him that whoever loves God loves his brother also. Now this is the inspired word of God. And the, Jesus Christ, I said it was Jesus quoted, but it's from 1 John, right? The book of John was written by John. And from the book of Mark, though, it is written, when they ask him, what is the greatest commandment? He says that you should love your, the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and, and, and mind, right? I'm going to open to it. I think that is the reference. 
And then he says that you shall love your neighbor as yourself, that there is no other greater commandment than these. So whatever a man devises in his heart to call love, he devises wrong if it doesn't hold up against these words that are inspired by the Lord and spoken by Jesus Christ himself. Let me look at that again and just to you know, make perfectly sure that I have quoted the whole thing as it is right. So I'm going to Mark chapter 12 in my Bible and I am going to read it just as it is written there. Um, verse 9, verses 9 through, I mean, verse 31, I'm sorry, 31, 31, 31, let me get to it real quick. And he, there it is. So, um, and so I'm sorry, the 28. And one of the scribes came and having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment and the second is like it. Namely, this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. So it is exactly as I did uh, uh, quote it. And the whole chapter bears read, reading because he's telling somebody, he's, he's making a point when this guy comes up and asks them, uh, what is the first commandment, okay? But the, the, the point that we're making here is, does your love, or we're, make, we're making a point that is a question, does your love stack up against the words of Jesus Christ and the further explanations as we find in the epistles, the inspired word also. And so we are living in a day, a so-called group of people say that they love the Lord. <laughs> they say that they are Christians. They say that they want this country to reflect their Christian faith. Hmm. I tell you, can you do that if you love yourself more than your neighbor? Sorry about it, y'all. You cannot. The words of God have already spoken. And if I say I love the Lord, then I, I must also, with all truth, be able to say that I love my neighbor as myself. Not just that I love, because you know, we throw the word around quite liberally. I love everybody. They tell lies and Jesus said that they did. If you say that you uh, love, right, you're telling a lie if you don't. If your actions do not speak that, how can it be? It cannot be. And if I go back to 1 John. If a man say love God and he hates his brother, if he says I love God and he hates his brother, if he says I love God and he hates his brother, he is a liar as well. For he that loveth not his brother, whom he hath 
seen. You've looked at him. How can you love God who you have not seen and cannot see with the natural eye? And this commandment, we have heard from him that he who loves God loves his brother also. Oh, guys, let me tell you, I've been contemplating this this day. And as I find myself in contention with this word in my own life, I have to ask myself, do I, in my love of others, measure up to God's word? what he says is my love equal to that it is if you can in a moment have a moment and then move from whatever rises in the flesh to what shall overshadow and overcome and defeat it in the spirit and I was talking to Tam my son about this and uh, he says, why are people so hate-filled? Why don't we just, why don't they just love others? It's easy enough to do. That's what he said. I said, it is challenging. He said, and so it makes it hard. He said, it has hard moments, but it's easy enough to do. Now, whether or not the easy part, I totally agree with, but I sure do agree with the hard moments. And if you're real, really um, uh, truthful with yourself, you'll recognize that those moments do come. There are moments when you hear uh, of the brutality of, of things that are happening in our very society, in our very nation against other people, one people against another people, one group against another group. And you really do have a hard moment. You really do have to reckon yourself dead to your own flesh in order to jump that hurdle. You really do have to reckon yourself dead to continue to be someone who has created such heinousness in terms of his treatment of another human being. But you know what? Conveniently, we can do that when it is far over there, I, easy enough I can see. But when it hits home, when it comes close, it is more difficult. So what shall be done? How shall we overcome? It is a matter of deliverance, continual confession, and prayer for forgiveness. And when I have jumped the hurdle, right, I have to also be concerned with the souls of those who mistreat me. Now, I was in a very bad place, in a very bad situation, in a job I had with a woman who seemingly hated my guts. And I had to have meetings with this woman and give reports. And every time I did, she was really bad in her disposition. Till one day, 
after my mother died, and I've told the story before, I was sitting in that meeting with that woman, and she was badgering me like a big old fat bully. And I, in my grief for my mother, and I had not cried, jumped up and went out the door and cried like a baby. Now, I didn't understand either that quick reaction because that ain't something I had never done before. I have a sister who would do that. <laughs> if you get too close, boy, she was gonna be, she'd be out, right? But I'd never done that before. And I surmised after my, you know, considering that 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 I could her her bullying, her badness, all that that she leveled against me was just like a puncture in a big old balloon. I needed to grieve my mother's death literally a week after her burial. It wasn't even a whole week yet because I left the burial and drove back to my own. You know, I left my mom's burial. I spent the night. I got up the next morning. I came back to, to uh, New Jersey where I live and I went to work the next day. <laughs> so she, her, her actions simply released the pressure. But everybody thought that she had hurt my feelings like that. What I'm gonna tell you about me. If you hurt my feelings too hard, too much, you know, if you hit me too hard, I'm coming back. I, I, I just am gonna come back. And, and I'm praying to the Lord right now about that kind of control. But that's, that's really me. That's another point of my own um, deliverance of that. And you know, it's, 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 it's me submitting that that part to the Lord, letting him take hold of me. I'm better than I was. Glory to God, I'm so much better than I was. But I recognize in me the tendency to get you off me if you start stepping on my toes. I just do. So therefore, I have to uh, pray, right? And these words kick at me. <laughs> these words really bring it home to me. And having gone through Proverbs for the 31 days, and let me tell you, I was there for the first reading of them every day, and I was there for the repeat of those readings every day this time, because Proverbs puts you on notice. It isn't like any other book in the Bible. It's just one punch after another. Those Proverbs just keep on coming. They just keep on coming. There's no narrative <laughs> to separate the punches. There's no narrative to separate between you and a constant assessment. So I go through them and I am going through this today. And I came to this because we are in the a month where we as a people in a nation that has always rejected us, we as those people have much to consider. And um, the consideration is not being uh, really and fully loved by your nation. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm speculating here, but uh, I lived through some tough times in this country. I'm an old girl and my, my grandmother, my dad's mom, was a freed slave, which lets you know I'm pretty close to some of the issues that have been a part of America's uh, life for black people, black people living in this country. Uh, and, and I'm a Southerner to boot, you know? So anyway, um, I've seen some stuff up close and personal, right? But this is the month that we celebrate, supposedly, uh, black history. And in Florida of this country, guess what? The, the governor 
has absolutely rejected the validity of black history. He has denounced it and said it cannot be taught as a subject in high school. Isn't that something? The month of love also, you know, the whole idea of Valentine, well, it comes out of a pagan uh, 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 experience and practice, right? But it has been accepted as a time to share love, literally to, you know, show, show love to one another, friends and, you know, family and um, uh, friends, uh, what is it? I mean, husbands and wives, right? Girlfriend, boyfriend, that sort of thing. It's highly celebrated here. And that comes right on the heels of this rejection, one more time, of a people within a nation. We are taxpayers, we do all the things that other people do, and yet we still have to fight for the freedom to study our, well, we would not have to have our the history if it was just incorporated in the history of the country, but it's not. So there's been an AP, advanced, advanced uh, what does AP stand for? Advanced, uh, what, advanced something in high school, right? Uh, it's AP history. Advanced practice, I guess, I forget what it was. But anyway, so that's the rejection. And then also, you have wives and husbands, you know, who may say they love one another, but their actions are those of, uh, I don't know, you know, you're just an aside thing over there. You're there for my convenience. You do what I want you to do. Even abuse. I've heard lately of a young woman who uh, was married to a man and during her eighth month of pregnancy, the man beat her. How do you say you love someone and you treat them like that? You can't say that. But people do. People have a problem with, um, with loving other people because it is, it, it's a state through which we live and we do have hard moments. Just like uh, my dear uh, son said, and just like, I mean, I really, really, really appreciate uh, what he said there, uh, that there are hard moments. And those moments are hard. They are very difficult. And then how do you love um, someone who's mistreating you? To go further, Jesus Christ also in the Beatitudes, which I need to really open, um, he says, love your enemies, right? Love your enemies. Love your enemies. That's hard too. That's very hard. That's very difficult to do. When someone has uh, really misused and abused you and mistreated you, how, how then do you expect me to go back and love them? What is that all about? That's why I believe the gospel. I believe the gospel because nobody in their right minds would have told us to do such things <laughs> except the God who can see behind the curtain of your heart. He can know, or the curtain of your actions, he can know your heart. He knows what you are all about. And if we're going to be like him, we must be able also to do what he did, to feel as he feels towards others. And I don't mean an emotional feeling. 
I mean the feeling of God to love you even while you were at enmity with him and to love me. Okay. I, uh, I promised to keep my eyes on the comments, but I did not. Let's see, I'm going on, I'm going on, I'm going on. Nobody said anything yet except uh, greetings, and I'm glad. So now I title this hypocrisy in the ranks. And you say the ranks of whom? And I'm saying the ranks of people who are walking in the way with Jesus Christ, or at least they proclaim to do so. And I want to read a, um, a little comment that is uh, written on Leviticus uh, chapter 19, verses 9 through 18. And it is titled, Love Your Neighbor as Yourself. So it is written here. When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap your field right up to its edge. Neither shall you gather the gleanings after your harvest. And you shall not strip your vineyard bare. Neither shall you gather the fallen grapes of your vineyard. You shall leave them for the poor, for the sojourner. I am the Lord your God. You shall not steal. You shall not deal falsely. You shall not lie to one another. You shall not swear by my name falsely. And so profane the name of your God. I am the Lord your God. You shall not oppress your neighbor or rob him. The wages of a hired worker shall not remain with you all night until the morning. You shall not curse the deaf or put a stumbling block before the blind, but you shall fear your God. I am the Lord. You shall not do any injustice in court. You shall not be partial to the poor or defer to the great, but in righteousness shall you judge your neighbor. You shall not go around as a slanderer among your people, and you shall not stand up against the lights of your neighbor. I am the Lord. You shall not hate your brother in your heart, but you shall reason frankly with your neighbor, lest you incur sin because of him. You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to the Most High. You see, when we think that God is absent, when we think that he cannot see or cannot hear, when we think that we are in control of all that we want to do and all that we think, when we think that we're getting by with those innermost thoughts and the impurity of our hearts, when we think that, remember this, God is God. God has given the commandment based on who he is and what he knows will make for that very abundant life 
that we claim as those who walk in the way. There are those that I know who cannot believe that God is who he says he is because of the gross injustices and the sufferings in this world. It really is not a new complaint. It's not a new foundation upon which an atheist stands. This is old news. It really is. And all I can say is that the people who believe this have yet to experience the goodness of God. They have yet to come to the witness of him within their own lives. They do not understand because they do not know him. Oh yes, advanced placement. Thank you. I forgot. I was looking for the word. God knows and he sees. He sees behind the, 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 the hedges. He sees where the grass seems to be greener. He sees deep into the crevices of those who stand and lie saying that they love him but they hate their brother. And let me tell you guys, if we're standing in that place, if we are pretending with ourselves, if we're not confessing daily for the hard moments that we live through, with, when we're trying to love somebody and they just seem like they just don't want us to love them, <laughs> Because they keep on rejecting. They keep on wanting everything to go their way. They keep on wanting you to jump ship of your own being and become like them, which you cannot do. It is impossible for any of us to remake who we have been made to be. God has done a great thing. And all of us, have greatness to contribute. But that is only after we have submitted the whole package to the Lord and allowed him to really line it up. He remolds it, you see, because Satan and, and his ways and our choices and our own flesh and our own unregenerated mind and our own pale, dark hearts have done what? have corrupted the good thing that God has done. And yet, within us is still the image of our God. Male and female created he them after his own image. In the image of God, we are created. And so, Remember one day I was saying, the heavens declare the glory of God. And I started to just expound. I could do this over and over and over again. When you look around you, you know, we look to the hills and we see the beauty and the magnificence of those mountains. 
ooh, and you see the glory of the sky and the beauty of the sun and you recognize the overcast day and the weight of the moisture that's being held there. You look at the rolling waves on the sea. You hear the of the streams, you watch the butterflies, and you see the bees, you hear the, the singing of the birds, you look down and see the um, little creepy crawly deals down there, and you know that some things, you know, that they help to balance out everything. God's world is gorgeous. It is beyond our understanding or finding out but you look into the face of another human being and you cannot recognize that he is the image of God. And you are the image, made in the image of God. We are that. And so what do we do in our love for one another to prove ourselves as those who have been redeemed, purchased with that price, forgiven, and the, the inheritors of his great love and salvation. What do we do with all of these things? I titled this as a question. Is there hypocrisy in the rain? Well, what is a hypocrite? What is hypocrisy? That which says it's one thing and yet it is another, right? Is that, is that little heretical stuff that comes in and taints the truth it makes it, you know, a little bit different. Okay, Wings, I got you. There you go. Okay. So we good. she's coming in. Okay. I hope she's coming in. Yeah. This is the question. How shall we answer it? And what shall we do when we hear all these, um, you know, lies <laughs> about loving Man, I, I, I love all people. I love we're doing this for the good of mankind. You know, when we hear this stuff from politicians and, and get up and, and they say all these things, but then they act in ways that are contrary and prove out the lie that they're telling. So listen, I wanted to um, spend this month on love and black history. And um, I, don't, I do not stand and say that all black people are, are loving <laughs> or lovely. And I don't say that um, there is, you know, uh, well, that old saying we have, listen, um, uh, say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. I'm saying, you know, okay, I, I am, where pride is goes before a fall, so I don't want to kind of walk in a pride. And they meant by that, I am I'm I'm using the real words though here, and so, but I do want to say that every man created, every man uh, born, is deserving of recognition as a human being made in the image of God, and that we somehow will as those who are witnesses of Jesus Christ that we will be examples of those who've been redeemed given a love that you cannot even fathom 
and are witnesses of that redemption by the love that we show both to one another and to those in the world. I don't know how, el how else um, we will ever be successful in evangelizing others if we do not understand the heart of God for others. And his heart is love, period. Hmm. He told Israel and Isaiah, I have loved thee with an everlasting love and with tender loving kindness I have drawn you to myself. Those words ring true for every one of us, for every man born. I forbear God in his love for mankind. He waits patiently, urging, showing, demonstrating his love. But because we're such a people of flesh, living by the guidance and feelings of the flesh, we fail to recognize when love really shows up. Tonight I pray, not just for others, but myself as well, that we will contemplate very much the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the words and the demonstration of his love, and listen to them, heed them, and pray that we can become who he is, who he is living in us. That we just read the Gospels. You know, the Lord has had me read the book of Matthew over and over and over again. And truly, I, after this last time, I, I was uh, amazed. I was amazed that I took from very familiar scriptures new information. It really doesn't grow old, his word. It's all filled with life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Life, life. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God and the word was God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. How about that? That's how the gospel of John begins. He came to his own in his own knew him not. They didn't receive him. 
but to many, as many who did receive him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God. I, I find that just amazing. That's just a miraculous. To them, he gave the power to become the sons of God. I went, I'm going to that, um, yes, verse, verse 12. 11 and 12, he was in the world and the world, 10, and he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. He came unto his own and his own received him not, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Y'all, you know what? This is the thing. That's right. God is awesome. Thank you, light touch. God is awesome. He taught us love. He gave his only begotten son for the salvation of the world, the whole world for me. Amazing love. I am so unworthy. Light touch. I quoted her just there. Are we not all just so unworthy? And yet he has done it. Despite what we think of ourselves. And he didn't do it just for this little congregation of people, this little gathering of people, little in number, grand in stature, because each of us is in him, he in us, and the power that he has given us to become the sons of God is with us. And so we can jump the hurdle of the hard moments. We can check ourselves every time. And we can be the bearers of this wonderful light, which is love. Hallelujah and amen. Now, I don't say that you go around and be passing out Valentines. You know, I just don't even say such a thing at all. I say instead that in February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January, we give out, hallelujah, love. Love in the person of the one who saved us and delivered us from all our sins and made us accepted in the beloved who has bequeathed to us wisdom and understanding and knowledge 
of him and who has empowered us by the indwelling spirit, his indwelling spirit, to be the sons of God. I can only say, may he be praised forever and ever. Glory to God. Glory to God. Tony, thank you for liking the show. Light Touch, Sister Reams, thank you for coming. For February, I shall indeed upload all of the uh, live shows so that they are uh, available to, you know, the audience at large, excuse me, and that um, we can also listen again and contemplate the things that are spoken. Now, I do not expect necessarily that anything I say will change a heart or a mind. I do expect that the Spirit of God, if there was anything that he wanted me to say was said, that it will indeed impact the hearing and changes will be made. I urge you also to read behind me in every way, but to read the gospels and to contemplate the fullness of the meaning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I declare, I just Thank you, Father, for all that you are giving us. I thank you, Father, for the beauty of our salvation and the beauty of your unveiling before us. We see you in your splendor by your words. Lord, we behold your glory by your creation. We hear that declaration by the speech that comes forth. And they, the, the, the glory, the speech, all of it is so loud and yet so quiet. It's not like the noise of the earth that is distracting and chaotic. But it's a noise, it's a sound of order. It's a sound of beauty. It's a sound of peace. It's a sound of serenity. It's a sound of your glory. It's the sound of our God. We thank you for it. We thank you, Father, for being our Father. And we come to you in our prayers through the love that you gave Jesus, the one who was sacrificed once and for all for the salvation of many. We bless you and we thank you in Jesus' righteous name. Amen. Well, guys, I let that music play way past the time I meant for it to, and I hope it was not distracting. 
And may God be praised. I hope you have a wonderful night. And I do hope you will hang tough and bring a friend. Really and truly, the world is in need of the gospel of Jesus Christ. People need to know there is a Savior and that there is a place to put the burdens of life. There's a place to lay your sorrowful head and a place to rejoice in the beauty of God's goodness. There is an eternity to gain and there is a person with whom you can walk through life who will never leave and he will never forsake. Please invite a friend, especially one who does not know Christ. And I thank you so much. That is such a good a gift of love to give <laughs> to that person. Ah, all these wonderful claps. I'm clapping. Well, let me see what I, I have some audio effects here. Watch me do this. Okay, wait, wait, wait. wait. Hallelujah. Can you hear me? Thank you. There we go. Hallelujah. We're cheering for the Lord, are we not? Amen. <laughs> he is good like that, and we are so grateful. <laughs> May he be praised forever and ever. He's a good, good God. As it's, you know, we get these little cliches going. Well, that's one I rather like. He's such a good father. And you guys are, yes, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Love it. Me too. <laughs> Tony, so glad to see you. Light touch, you're so faithful, and I'm so glad you're here. Reem's the same, but uh, as we go forth, remember, it's been a good table, right? And consider hypocrisy in the ranks. Is it there? Of course it is. Let's call it out. We can have more effect if our voices are heard for righteousness. And remember what it is written, how it is written in the book of Micah, what do I require of thee but to do what? <laughs> Be just equity. And I always forget the third one. Hmm. But it's there. Check it out. And let us move forth with great rejoicing for the Lord our God loves us. God loves us. And I thank him for that. Have a great night. And the Lord willing, I'll meet you again. You don't really want to come uh, Monday, Monday and uh, Wednesday nights. I do. I really do. Um, let me let me kind of iron out my schedule a little more, and we shall see. Monday comes, and I'm thinking, wow, I need to get on that podcast. But here we go. Love, justice, and and equity, and to do do what else? There's something else. Light touch. What else is it? Oh, good night, all. Good night. Good night. Sleep. Well. Talk to you. Thank you.